Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, hey. everyone, and welcome back to the Dispatches from Elsewhere AfterBuzz TV After Show, where we're going to be breaking down tonight's episode number seven, The Cave of Kelpis. It's an interesting revelation. Every episode's been named after a person, and now we are in this completely brand new space. But we're not here alone. By my side, I have Benjamin Snow. Hey, what's up, everybody? Good to see you again. And this is going to be a crazy show. I can feel it already. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> we're going to get in all that. Uh, with me again is Chantel de Aguila. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Hello. And a uh, new recruit for our team. From elsewhere herself, Eve Lindley. How's it going? It's great. We're so excited to have you with us. Thank you so So much for being here. Um, Okay, so this episode, man, uh, we started (laughs) underground. It led to the big finale. Then we got to know everybody at the rap party. And we got to share a great moment with Simone and Peter. So uh, we're going to talk about all those things and uh, hopefully we're going to have some time to take some questions with you if that's okay. Uh, but so guys, let's just start, take a breath like I need to. <laughs> take a <Yeah>. breath. <laughs> Let me hear your overall thoughts. I'm sorry. I'm so worked up. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chantel, I mean- what'd you think of the episode? Oh my gosh, so much happening in the episode. I, I don't even know where to begin. I am like just everywhere. I'm everywhere right now. I'm trying to collect collect all of my thoughts, to be honest with you. Um, I, I'm upset. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I'm a, a roller coaster of emotions. First of all, did we see? I mean, you know what? I think we all saw it coming with, you know, Octavio and Commander 14. I I don't know if I did or not because I really? said in the beginning. Well, remember I was like, I bet you that like episode one, I was like, I bet you they're the same person. And then we saw them in the same space, and I went, I could be wrong about that. And then last episode, we go upstairs to the the penthouse and we see the video, and I'm like, they're talking like in unison. They're definitely the same person. And then again, yeah. they show up in the same space, and I was like, well, I was so very wrong about that. And then he takes off his makeup, and they are the same person i don't know i don't know what to think anymore (laughs) ben give me give me some ground i i i mean i never i never knew what to think to be honest about i mean i was always lost so but for me what i really liked about this episode is for me personally that i like understood a little more what fredwin is coming from so i think he basically also had his moment now when we realized oh my god he was always trying to win. He was always trying to make it right. And he saw his childhood and everything. So I was really glad because we experienced some of the different characters already. And now he's having his background too was very much appreciated. So I really liked seeing that too. I wholeheartedly concur. And yeah, just because the game is over does not mean our characters' stories are. That's right. Uh, so on that note, Eve, do you watch uh, your own work? Is it weird for you? Or do you even get a chance to see the episode? 
uh, as a finished product? Yeah, this is uh, this is the first time I've really like tuned into my own work and like done it. And like I like go on like Jason kind of got me into Twitter, and so I like look and see what everyone's thinking and like oh, man. Kind of watch along with everyone. So it's weird, right? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's like, <laughs> I've never you know kind of taken responsibility for a show in this way, but I feel like I'm like really part of it, you know. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> so uh what you i just if you can be objective what how did you find the episode um it's one of my favorite episodes actually i think it's like um it comes to a really like chaotic or begins in this very chaotic way and and there's a lot of kind of like <laughs> there's a lot of humor with us like chasing after this milkman that nobody really knows you know what <laughs> is, or like why he has milk Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um... So yeah, I think it, I think it like, I don't know. I think it's a, even though it's probably not the ending to the, the big game that everybody saw coming, I think it is the correct one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it, it right. feels like a finale. Uh, and obviously mm-hmm. that's in large part because like you said, after the chaos of trying to play this game and then taking it to a whole nether level, literally underground chasing this guy, uh, they wander into the, what I would call the backstage area. Um, I thought they completely dismantled the whole production as it were, but then they slip out another back door and somehow they're back in it. Um, there was even a moment I thought when all the, the robes and such, I was like, Oh, did they wander into somebody else's LARP? Or is <laughs> some other it felt so different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, is this still the same game? So, there so was- strange. <laughs> from from the get-go, there was nothing in this episode that I felt like maybe anchored our four. This, there was just one constant new experience after the other. Um, and after Peter makes a big scene at the finale and doesn't undo it, but, you know, makes kind of pulls back, pulls down the curtain a little bit on the show itself and and thus breaks the illusion of, of the whole experience. We find themselves at uh, this rap party where the whole fourth wall or whatever it is, is gone. Everything's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. There was just like, I didn't, like thank God for you and Peter's moment at the end because, uh, and like you said, Ben, with Fred Wayne, because I, everything about this episode felt so unbalanced and like, precarious it was chaos right. like you said uh but yeah so let's let's talk about what it was like to see this finale and all these revelations that commander 14 and octavio are siblings i guess <laughs> yeah well we i think we find out that they are twins they are male twins uh mm-hmm. called the chucks dorp oh, right. <laughs> yeah. same name yes. chucks. <laughs> which which kind of gets us back to the idea i think 
discussed it at the very beginning, that this whole game was pretty much made up to have people like yourself, Eve, your character, and everyone, Peter's character, coming together and really new discovering themselves, getting out of their comfort zone, or not even their comfort zone, but out of their unhappy lives, right? And just creating something for them that they can even find themselves again. So I think, isn't that the... I mean, that's how it feels to me now. Correct me if I'm wrong, or do you guys have a different feeling? I think you're absolutely right. I loved Peter's speech that he gave before everyone went into the hole. It was, yeah. it was dramatic, but it was super poignant. And he was like, you guys didn't do this because you really wanted to communicate with dolphins, as cool as that is. You did it because <laughs> there was something in your life that you needed to shake up or, or replace. You did it to have an sure. experience. And they, one way or the other, exactly. were absolutely having an experience. So yeah, right, he was exactly. wholeheartedly right. And Ben, I, I now completely agree with you that this whole thing was made for just these four people. Yeah. Like, even if that wasn't uh, yeah. what the architect had envisioned, that's what this became. I mean, when I watched the show the very first time, when I remember when Peter is getting into this building and he's doing all these things that he got told over the phone, I always had the thought, it feels like a chess game almost. You know, they are, just, they are the figures almost on that chess game. And we have Octavio and these people from the outside moving these characters now, trying to work together, but also trying to self-discover themselves. And yeah. I think it's correct. So, and I think, Eve, we, we also talked about that. What I like about the show so much is that I see myself in the show too, because I feel like that's what life is all about, right? It's about self-discovery. I think a lot of people even today living life, they don't even really know who they really are. They're just living a life just by living it and don't, don't really think about much. And I think this show, especially myself, made me realize, hey, you should also reflect on yourself, understanding who you are in this world. So, and I think we saw that even more in this episode. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, Sorry, you go ahead, hon, go ahead, hon. <laughs> No, no, just, <laughs> sorry, I, it's like only my second Zoom ever, so I'm still kind of um, learning. Started. <laughs> I'm still getting used to it. This is, my, this is my second one today, and I'm still getting used to it. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Okay, well, so Chantel, Ch what was your experience with this finale? I just, well, I, I just want to get back to that, that scene, you know, where you see them chasing the milkman, and um, Peter has that big, brave speech, um, you know, you see Peter's character just evolving more. Um, and, and I love, I love that he was being the, the heroic one in that scene is like, let's go. Like, you know, you, we've seen it with in Simone, you know, in Eve's character, she's, she's done it here and there. Janice has her, had her moment. Um, and Fred went, but this was like Peter's moment to step up to the plate and to be the leader. And um, although he, he, you know, he didn't do it gracefully. <laughs> Intent. <laughs> I swear, I was like, "Oh my god, please, please, don't, don't break your legs." <laughs> but um, but I, I really enjoyed that moment. I just, and I, I'm, I've always been a huge Peter fan. I'm like, I am his cheerleader, and um, it was really good to see that. It really was, uh, you know. And then, then they get to another moment. You know, he walks up on stage and he's like, "No, this." can't be like this isn't true there's more clara told me like don't listen to this there's truth behind this this is not the truth again you see peter just trying to stand up and uh i mean like i said i can't i can't say enough great things about him and i'm just so well, happy he's that he's definitely busting out of his shell he's yeah uh, P peter is i don't want to say unrecognizable but he is almost an entirely different person by the end of this episode i think the missing piece right. was uh 
using music to express his emotions. <laughs> but uh, but it's before like full then, circle. but still, yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's good story writing. I love it. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, getting up on stage and making a scene and demanding more from life and everything rather than just accepting what is uh, given to him leisurely. That's a very different Peter than we met in the first episode. Um, and I love it. Uh, so one thing I noticed, uh, Ben, this is harking back to your theory that it's made for just before, when they were doing that montage with the memories, which I loved as someone who kind of worked behind the scenes on ARGs before, I was like, oh, what a clever way to do like the montage at the end is to have everyone be like, oh, we're totally linking up your memories and we're going to play these memories back so we mm-hmm. can relive the experience and think about their happiest times. This is a beautiful way to finish any kind of go game or quest or game. Um, but I noticed that the only clips they were showing were the ones of our main four. And I, that just made me falter a bit. I was like, okay, I, I was wrong about that it being a mass experience, that it was really just for these four. Um, and I was also wrong that they were playing the game the whole time. They had cameras everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. But even when we thought we were off game, we were in the game. Which is crazy to me because, I mean, like I said, I, I've done stuff like this and I've seen people decide to go to new locations and then have the camera crew like race to get there first. But I mean, you and uh, E, sorry, Janice and, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on your character's name. Simone. 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 Thank you. <laughs> You guys like went so far off game. You you yeah. snuck into an old woman's house. You know, but what? Um, you know, we thought we were going off game, but um, That's fair. you know, I, it's so hard for me because I obviously know what happens. So <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> well, like, okay, so let me ask you this: just fun BTS stuff. This is nothing to do with the subject matter material, but like when they were recording. Uh, you guys look at the microfilm and there was the, I guess, security camera or whatever. Like, did, did you, did they point out that's where it is and you got to play to that? Or did they just uh, like capture it incognito? Actually, that, uh, it wasn't even, it, I mean, it wasn't a real security camera. It was, it was the, the film crew. And uh, Yeah. So <laughs> they told you like, okay, there's the shot. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we just sort of did the scene. And that day I was sort of just really excited because I think it was the first day that it was only me and Sally on set so like I think I wasn't really fully paying attention that day I, I was just sort of like looking at <laughs> you to work opposite Sally Field that's understandable yeah I was just yeah. like wow asking that's her an honor about legally blonde too and all that. <laughs> <laughs> okay cool that's uh such so an honor. I mean right I mean playing with Sally Field that's such oh, an yeah. honor I mean remembering Forrest Gump playing the mom and everything wow that brings back so much magic. you just memories. won't drop the Forrest Gump thing I mean I, I love this guy I, I know. mean sorry I ha- yeah I mean, I mean again yeah. Eve I'm always saying on the show the last couple of episodes I was always saying Peter reminds me of Forrest Gump a little bit not completely but there is something about him that is like so true and so pure in a way that makes yeah. him even more real than any other person even if he maybe comes across like not the smartest guy there is something about him you well know? Forrest also so, was not afraid to ruin a broadcast presentation in order to go have a personal that's, moment. So that's exactly not right. far off. You, you, you got uh, it. You got it. So yeah, that whole scene like was 
it was a whirlwind for me. And then by the end of it, when the rest of Peter's team were kind of like, you need to stand down. That was, I felt heartbroken for everyone. And I didn't know, I didn't know who to feel heartbroken for because I didn't know whose party he had crashed by kind of overtaking the experience. But I obviously felt for him. I felt for the four uh, vicariously. And then I felt for the whole production be like, oh, they had this big bang and right. all of the participants and this guy kind of ruined it. Ruined it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a really, um, yeah, you know, I think I, I wanted it to be heartbreaking, heartbreaking for, for all of them because they kind of, you know, like they'd just gone through this thing where they're like, oh, Peter has all of this new gusto and he's like feeling his oats and he's like really going for it and then like oh we were wrong and so none of this is like <laughs> none yeah. of this in a way. I definitely noticed your performance uh at that point you had been doing it throughout the whole episode but at that scene particularly you I could feel your your empathetic heartache oh, um you. yeah I mean because you your Eve seemed god I won't stop doing this I'm the worst with names, Eve. Simone. Simone would not, she, at the very beginning, she, I don't want to say she was hesitant, but she was kind of getting a little bit out of her comfort zone and chasing the, starting at the apartment and then chasing the guy down. And by this point, you, it's, she felt so uncomfortable in her surroundings with the way this whole thing was kind of falling apart around them. Yeah. Am I off on that? No, no. I mean, I think, you know, I think, particularly in the moments when we're like in that forest and everything and it all you know like we think we're about to like expose some deep truths and then we like realize that this has all been you know as Simone says it's all a lesson in cooperation barf <laughs> um I, I liked the message it was a nice message yeah cooperation uh, good yeah oh yeah but I, I just wanted to ask something very quickly from my understanding. You just, I mean, Simone, the character, also realized on that episode for me, you definitely feel more for Peter than, than you admit it the whole time. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely because that I always like this kind of connection that you guys have. No one really wants to say how you really feel about the other person, but everyone kind of knew already from the beginning that you guys have something going on, you know? So, how was that for you in this moment? So, did you? Was it the right time for you now? Did you feel the character Simone was now ready to open up a little more? Yeah, I mean, I think for Simone um, in particularly, it's like this whole idea of like dating or like, you know, belonging to someone or whatever is like just such a, such a far-fetched idea that she would never like assume that that was going to happen. Um, right. And kind of, you know, proximity to somebody really shows you a lot about them and I think especially like when Peter you know there's that moment where they see each other after the day apart I think so much of episode seven really is informed by episode six because it's one day right true so after like a day with Janice and she like sees him walking and it becomes slow-mo and the song plays (laughs) that's the moment when she's like oh shit (laughs) like Right, right. Thank you. I really like him. <laughs> it's really true. I think so. too. It's <laughs> almost like real life. Sometimes you just realize how you just realize how important someone is to you when you don't when you're not with that person, right? 
when you yeah. don't have what you always had. So I think that was a great moment to show that. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Oh, I missed him. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, I love I love how that the relationship between Simone and Peter developed. You know, um, I think that they really pull each other's strong points. Um uh and you know, in this scene, in that great finale scene that we've all been waiting for, like, I just, oh my gosh, when it happened, can I just say, I was like, yes, you go, girl. <laughs> like, you did it. I knew it was coming. I just didn't know what episode it was going to happen. But it was, you know, it just, it was like, the two, of, the two of you were meant to be. Like, you guys just filled each other's hole. There was something, you could tell in each character, there's always something that's missing in their life. And between the characters of Simone and Peter, um, I think that the way that they played the game um, and the way that uh, both the Jejun Institute and, you know, <laughs> uh, um, put, put them together in that group, they knew their purpose. And, like, it was just... Oh, it was perfect. It was so perfect. And, and I love how it came at the very end. And like I said, I love that it was like full circle. It, it involved music and everything. It, I know. I it love was a great scene. So much. <laughs> it was a great scene. <laughs> well, I was still wondering, like, because the characters hadn't reached the end of their arc yet. Uh, they had the rug pulled out from underneath them and they definitely had grown as people, but it wasn't over for them because the game wasn't necessarily over for them and whatever they needed to get out of the game was still not quite in their grasp and I think we see a lot of that in the party with each individual character um yeah. Simone is beside herself trying to make sense of everything and her experiences with the game and us with Peter Peter obviously is still hung up on Clara and trying to help her uh Janice has, for some reason, not let herself uh, admit to herself that she does have friends and that these people genuinely do care about her. They weren't just assigned to her. And then, and like you said, friend, uh, Ben, with Fredwin, we get to have him have a real moment of growth just as an individual. He's still hung up on trying to expose what all this is about and understand it. But I think that actually fell by the wayside finally during the after party where he discovers what he was really missing all along. So what did you guys think of this after party? Because my note uh, that I wrote down for myself is why is everything so condescending? And to the point where I, I was like, I don't believe any of these people are participants in this experience anymore. I feel like they'd be a little more appreciative of life and relationships with strangers now. That's that's me and my conspiracy theory. So, uh, Chantel, what do you think? Well, I mean, initially when they walk into this after party, um, first of all, I, my heart ached for Janice. Um, it was just so tough to see her kind of um, meet with that group and discuss like the whole journey and the game and the experience for her. And I could see her pulling back and going back into the old Janice and like, like alone and, and needy. I hate to say that word, but needy, like looking for someone to want her. And she didn't have that. Um, so it was, it, like I said, it was really difficult to see her kind of like look around and wonder like, okay, where are my people? And then, then feel like, oh no, they weren't really my friends. Like, 
we were just together. This we were just a group. It was just a game. Um, so that hated me so much because yeah. everyone had a blue paddle. Everyone should have been family. And yes, came up and said, "I love the dolphin." And everyone's like, "Oh, the dolphin wasn't real." Well, it was real for her. Exactly. And you yeah, Got don't it. shut down Got her experiences. It made me, that's what I'm saying. And then and then for that snarky comment for that girl to make like, oh, my grandmother, like she falls asleep during Jeopardy. I was like, how rude. Oh yeah, rude. that too. That was so uncalled for. How rude. That's, that should have been the moment that Simone walked over and had been like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. You're going to need to take it back, honey, because this is a two-time Oscar winner you're talking about. So. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> Sorry, but you were saying before I no I no no of course of course um but you know and then you, then you have Simone's moment with um I almost called him Chewbacca Woo! where's my elegant brain tonight Squatch. elegant Squatch. his name was elegant Squatch he yeah, said exactly. it many times <laughs> so sorry copyright Lost. Yes. Oh. Yes. Elegant Squatch. And Sasquatch and Bigfoot, all of the public domain names. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, see, that exp- that explains it because I didn't, I was like, maybe they're just trying to play up, you know, on, on this make-believe character well, that we all know of. You know there's a real game, uh, the real, a uh, you know, uh-huh. is too, and there was a Sasquatch, like, Heavily used and heavily, you know, featured. Look at, look at oh, Eve. Eve, Eve did her research. <laughs> you, you mean her re- a huge part of the story? So <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, you mean that? You mean that real game that happened in San Francisco? Th- yeah, back in the days? Is uh-huh. that the real? Oh, okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I read about that. Well, who knew yeah. that they had an actual Sasquatch in there? Go uh, figure. But. <laughs> Sorry, what but you were saying though that moment, no, I'm so, no don't worry I was gonna say I'm Italian I love talking so I can go all night um but that moment you know that she has uh on the couch with uh Mr. Harryman <laughs> um again another like I just I you there's so many raw moments within this scene within this episode um of them at this after party um it I can go on for hours literally talking about it um just again i i don't even know i don't even know where to begin my brain's kind of everywhere because this party was all right let's i'm still in shock thoughts. yeah there's this a lot to go over here yes. uh ben what give me something what was what stood out you to want, you about i should this, give you something okay so um, many things in the scene so what stood out <laughs> to you all right um yeah, I mean, I really have to say, I'm, I'm coming back to the same thing. I mean, for me, it wasn't really just a party. It was really more like, okay, this this kind of moment of like the self-discovery again, right? I always yeah. have to say that, especially in this episode. And I felt like, I felt the serious, especially about this in this moment where everyone kind of knew, okay, that's now what I want. That's now who I am. And that's what I'm going for. And then coming back to Fred Wynn, I think, was always missing that part so when he basically opened up and we really knew why he was that person because he was always this kind of guy you couldn't almost talk to right he always had an opinion he was so strong and it was always about his point of view and now realizing why he became that person made me think a lot you know because I think yeah. that's how you become when you experience something like that as a kid that's the person you become yeah, I think that's traumatic fact, you know it's, it's, it is kind of dramatic. And that basically reminds me every time that our childhood and everything, I'm very philosophical today, but I have to say that um, the childhood is so important. 
right? Because it kind of like influences or basically, yeah, be, makes you become the person you are today, even well, without everything realizing. is important because what the experience he had just gathered through this game uh, with the Elsewhere Society did shape him again. For sure. So he's a new person. Mm -hmm. He's a better person. And he wants to be a good friend. And he did it in the very Fredwin way by pretty much expressing that's what a friend would do. We should do what a friend does and try to seek out Janice. Uh, we find that she's outside and mm. she's doing what she's always done, supporting her team and finishing Fredwin's hunt and finds the architect. Yeah. Uh, which I assume we're going to get to that next episode and figuring out what the, the clue or what the revelation with the architect's backstory and that's the backstory for the whole experience. I'm hoping- Is that right, Eve? Of... Is that no, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Tell us. You can tell us. <laughs> uh, I'm also hoping, and this you can admit, I want to see if we're going to get more of the, the Chuck Strokes or whatever, because that was, that oh was an exciting God. new character. Like, man. Richard Grant put on, on a whole nether face for that. Yes, yeah. Like, first of all, I want to say, you know, he's an amazing actor. Uh, Chucks, Chucks, I'm talking about, is an amazing actor oh. to play Octavio. <laughs> like, because I thought oh, he was great. cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, yeah. okay, at the party. He is well, like so, complete mm -hmm. drug addict, and somehow he managed to memorize all of those lines that Octavio says. Wow. <laughs> With people running behind him through a fountain, I was like, this is top-notch work. Wow. Um, so, but, okay, so we're, I want to make sure we give plenty of time to the most significant moment of the episode in which Peter sings karaoke uh, in front of an audience. He uses music to express himself in a singular moment to Eve, and they have a really romantic kiss. This was a great scene. This is like, I mean, like you said, Chantel, I, we all knew or hoped that it would come to this point, but I didn't expect such a wonderful payoff. Oh, it right. was beautiful. Okay, Chantel's crying, Ben. I am. I'm just ignore me. <laughs> uh, I, I cried already, so I just, you know, I'm empty. But uh, the thing is, um, it's just, it's just mind blowing. His, his arc, his character arc, is, is just yeah. amazing to me. So, um, you know, I remember at the very beginning, he didn't even know. He was always getting up the same day, doing the same thing. He didn't even know why. He just did it, right? And now out of a sudden, this this kind of shy guy, not even able to really express himself, talking to Simone, is always looking away. He's very hard to keep eye contact the whole time. And now out of a sudden gets on stage, gets even on stage, sings a song even that that no one can, not a lot of people could do that, right? Yeah. And, and it's well, also and kissing still, her. Thank God that I mean, uh, Fredwin was there to help him out. <laughs> of course, but... But still, think about it. Well, what kind of a change? Because so many people have problems like talking in front of people, right? Yeah. And he even like coming from this this character, like being the shy guy, not even able to talk to someone like a single person properly. Just going on stage and doing something like that was just amazing for me to see. I mean, so, Eve, how did you feel in the moment? I, was I mean, just when you ask, even saw that, yeah. I, I just wanted too. to ask you, what like, was it like? Even, not just you as Simone, but you as the as 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 yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, me as myself, I was like. I was like, honestly, I was concerned because I didn't know how to kiss on camera. And I was like, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> really? It's that weird. So cute. It's weird. I I've done that. it a few times. I hated all of it. Uh, go on, Eve. And, you know, Jason has kissed like every, every female actress ever on camera. So he like knows how to do it. And I was like, I don't know how to do this. But um, yeah, I was nervous. And then it like, 
took me a minute to realize that like Jason was the one who was like singing in front of a bunch of people and that like I really had the easier like right like job in that scene so um but yeah I thought it was so sweet I really did I love that song I love big grand like romantic comedy sweeping gestures I love when they show up in shows that they don't really you know they don't seem like they would belong in but um yeah I, I just I loved it and also I think it's really you know the whole party scene it's like every character has an opportunity to revert back to how they were before the game started you know like Simone can like right. close off and become very sarcastic the way she used to be and Peter can be down in the dumps and go back to the life that he knows and Fredwin can be challenging and just sort of stay that way. Janice can, you know, go back to the way things were, but they all kind of do contrary actions to what they would normally do. Um, and it's really right. cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, cool that they it's all really cool. I mean, it's that's why I love this scene. Uh, not only was it beautiful, and built and everything was amazing but it was it was the antithesis or not the it was the show like condensed you know everyone had their character growth revealed in a big sweeping gesture and maybe not a romantic karaoke ballad but they all had a big moment and i i love it and now they're all new people so i'm looking forward to whoops i'm looking forward to the next <laughs> uh, episode where we get to see what happens. So that was my cue uh, to let you know it's time for Q&A, Eve, if you may. Uh, Chantel, you had a question for Eve. I did, you know, I'm so sorry. Circle back to me, because um, okay. I- Ben, I, you had a I'm question for a Eve. A few, a few. <laughs> oh my God, I just, I just know one question. I have so many questions, oh my goodness. Um, I mean, you know, for me, it's always interesting, even like, you know, from my own experience, have an understanding how was the audition process you know I'm always interested in that so you know you just come together and you mentioned already wow I, I, I was working I'm working with Sally Field on screen I'm with I'm with I'm with Jason I'm with you know mm -hmm. and with Fred yeah. Wynn with, with Andrew 3000 all these people so how was it for you how did you even get approached and how did you like end up on that project but you know can you just describe that a little bit that would be amazing I mean, I, I auditioned, it was just sort of a run of the mill, like, you know, it was just an audition and um, I just, I went in for it initially with, um, with the casting director and then I went about my business and like didn't think about it. And then um, I found out about a, a callback that was on a Monday with Jason and then again on a Wednesday in front of like, you know, the right AMC people and then I found out on that Friday that I got it so it was like a week wow, of wow. really wow oh, so let me if I can roll off this question you're playing a character that is kind of thrust into this very surreal experience um and you're like so the, I feel like for you as the actress there's layers then <laughs> yeah Did, am I Am I, I wrong? Did this, how surreal was all this for you? Oh, no, it was, I mean, I'm not really, I'm not really doing much acting <laughs> in this show. Like, cool. I'm sort of just like watching everyone be who they are and just being like, wow, like, you're all really interesting people. You know, like, it, it really, it really did mirror Simone's experience because, you know, I was 
sort of left in Philly on my own and just like showing up to all these magical places and like, you know, hanging out with people who I had no idea who they were. And like, um, mm. you know, it was, it, it was not very hard to tap into her, her like, you know, her wonder and all of that because I was sort of in it. Can I ask, right. had you had ever been to Philly prior to shooting the show? No. No, wow, okay. That's Our producers are from Philly, by the way. So they've been <laughs> oh, hearing yeah, us talk Ryan. about Fish Town yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Chantel, you had another question. Yeah, actually, uh, so my question <laughs> for you was, um, what were some of the challenges you faced uh, playing the role of Simone, and how did you overcome them? And then to kind of topic off of that, um, is there anything that you wanted to like portray in Simone's character that you felt was like super significant or important that you wanted the audience to see? Yeah, I think... Um, you know, I think for me, it was important, like, for people to realize that, like, Simone does not, you know, Simone has, has a whole entire, you know, we're, we're meeting her at what she thinks is the end of her story, you know, like, she's gone through a whole bunch of shit already, and she's, like, gotten to this point, and she's, like, okay, like, I don't know what, what my story is now, because I've, you know, for her, it was, you know, transitioning or whatever, you know, she sort of, just seems like she's at the end of it. And um, so I think, you know, for me, something I really wanted to put into her character is like the idea that she's very self-sufficient. She doesn't think she's owed anything. You know, she's very like, um, you know, like I'm, I'm a loner and I like do my thing and like, I've got my backpack and like, I like, you know, um, I don't need anybody. Um, because I think that is what's scary to her is like the feeling of needing someone. Like if you notice, she lives with her her grandmother and not with her parents. So like, we never really say where her parents are, but I kind of assume that they're not very supportive of her. So I think a lot of like the stuff beneath the surface for her um, has to do with like this intense identification with being alone and being lonely and all of that. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> no, 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 no. It oh, does. It makes sense. I mean, honestly, that's that sounds like real life because I mm-hmm. think every one of us had that feeling before in their life. I think that's the feeling you have. That's the human being feeling that everyone felt at some point. And well, um, said it you from know, the beginning, uh, Simone is you. You are Simone. Yeah, that's right. Sarah. No, I um, mean, but hey, no, Eve, but seriously. Thank you so much for being here. We cannot thank you enough for uh, taking time out of your evening, especially since you are in New York, way ahead of us over here in LA. Yes, thank Um, you. If fans ever feel like contacting you, is that, you said you're new to Twitter. I don't know if you're ever on it. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm like obsessed with Twitter now. (laughs) Well, where can fans find you? I'm, um, I'm Eve Lindley on Twitter and then I'm Eve C. Lindley on Instagram. Awesome. Ben, where can the fans find you? Oh, uh, yeah, they can find me on Instagram. I even can't believe we're over. I wanted to ask so many more questions. I know, I know guys. God. I know. I might be in touch on Instagram. Okay, but anyway. No, That's why um, I'm mentioning uh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was something. Sorry, of course. So, yeah, it's at Benjamin Schnau, S-C-H-N-A-U, like the dog, right? And I'm also going to do the show Deaths on Thursday. Guys, check it out. 5 p.m. Deaths on Hulu. Okay, Chantel? 
And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Chantel D. That's Chantel with one L and the letter D. And you can catch me tomorrow <laughs> um, where I'm cover up, covering Apple's TV home before dark. Well, cool. I'm actually heading on to do another show with uh, Briar Patch right after this. You guys can find me on Twitter at Kevin Allen says and Instagram at Kevin Allen Graham. I honestly, Eve, I could, and everyone, I could spend all night talking about this show, uh, but we'll have to wait till next week. So tune in again uh, live for another after show as we wrap up the series. Oh my God, it's the finale. I, I have no <laughs> idea what to expect. Um, any final thoughts, Eve? Um, it's, there's 10 episodes. It's not the finale next week. No, it's not the finale. Yeah, yeah, oh, we, have, we have three more episodes. Oh. <laughs> okay, I thought that and then I got on the internet today and it was like eight, eight episodes and I was like, no. As I say, we get cool. to see the beautiful faces of all four characters. Yeah. Three more times. I just can't believe it's winding. <laughs> like, I, I can't believe the game is over already. I know. So it's, yeah. Who says it is? All right. Right? Um, y'all have a great night. Same. We will see you next week <laughs> for episode eight and then back every week until the actual finale. All right. Exactly. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.